0: back to the Mosh Talk Podcast. My name is Carl and I am your host. This is the third episode of the Mosh Talk Podcast. Finally starting to get into the swing of things with how I want to structure the show and everything. So not a big week as the last two weeks were for tours, but this week was pretty huge. For some album announcements, we're going to be talking about those. We're going to be talking about some new music, reviewing some new music, and some music videos, etc. Big week in that department. Uh, Of course, the biggest news this week was the announcement from the band Periphery. Their new album, Periphery 4, Hail Stan, will be out April 5th. Through their own label, Three Dot Recordings, and that is in reference to the three dots in their logos, they did couple this announcement with the release of a brand new song, which is called Blood Eagle. And uh, they were a little unhappy to hear that the track had leaked online a little earlier than they expected. Um, Fans were able to listen to that track a little early to the chagrin of the band members. Nevertheless, the track is officially out now and you can stream it and stream the music video. Uh, I will be reviewing the track a little later in the show if you're interested in hearing my thoughts Uh, spoiler, it is a face melter, but I'll touch on that a little more later. So that's the big news of the week is the new Periphery album, Hail Stan, will be out April 5th. Uh, this piece of news got a little buried in the cycle, it came a little earlier in the week, but a Reddit user who goes by the name SM979 allegedly has deciphered the track listing for the new O oh Sleeper album, Bloodied Unbowed. Uh, looks like there are 10 tracks on here. This user supposedly deciphered this from a post on their guitarist Shane Blaze Instagram. Um, Not quite sure if this is 100% accurate, we will find out in due time, but the user says that the track listing is as follows, 10 tracks here, Let It Wave, Decimation and Burial, which was released as a single last year, Fissure, Bane and Disease, Two Ships, The Island, Mutinous, Oxygen, which was also released as a single earlier on, Pulse Over Throne, but it could be Pulse Over Time, and the final track, The Summit, so that's 10 tracks. We can confirm, obviously, two of them, which were released as singles, and then we can confirm this third one. Uh, the song Fissure, because the band posted, actually, uh, Micah Kennard, their vocalist, posted on his Instagram that they are shooting a video for the song Fissure, so we can at least confirm three of those tracks. We don't have a release date yet. Um, It's likely to assume that it'll be out either late spring or the summer, maybe a little later, that's just a guess, but that's what it's looking like. In regards to the new O oh Sleeper album, a lot of fans have been waiting quite a long time for some news and updates on that album. So hopefully we hear that album sooner rather than later from the band. Oh sleeper in related news in music video news it looks like after the burial is ready to shoot a new music video on February 9th which is the day that this comes out but is in the future as of me recording this. They put out a casting call on the 2nd of February saying that they are looking for people to be in the new After the Burial music video. They are shooting it in Duluth, Minnesota, 18 plus for the ages, and no previous acting experience required. The band writes, come brave the polar vortex with the band and crew for a brand new After the Burial release. Be prepared for war. Contact ATB music Video at gmail.com if you're in the area, meet the age requirements, and you are free. February 9th, which is this Saturday, definitely check that out. If you can swing by and give us some updates on what the new After the Burial sounds like, that is going to be great. They have been talking about that album a little bit, saying that it's going to be a heavy one. So hopefully we hear something from that pretty soon. Looks like that'll be a summer release as well. Uh, The biggest, biggest news for me personally this week was this revelation that Alexis on Fire is up to something. It looks like it's a brand new single called Familiar Drugs. They are teasing it and it has been rumored that it will come out February 15th, which is next week. That has been unconfirmed, but heavily speculated due to some posts on some websites around the internet. The cover art has allegedly been posted, but it looks like it is a new single called Familiar Drugs. Alexis on Fire has been quiet. They've played a couple shows, done some festival appearances, but have largely been quiet since they quote-unquote returned in 2015. Um, I'm excited for this. Alexis on Fire was a pretty big band for me when I was a kid. Nobody knows what this is going to sound like. Um, Even recently, Dallas Green has been kind of mum on the future of the band, not really uh, speculating too heavily on what the band is up to, saying that they want to release new music and they might release new music, but nothing's solid and it looks like we might have our first piece of solid new music news for the band Alexis on Fire. That is very exciting for me personally and for a lot of other people The last big piece of news that came out this week, or the last one that I'm going to touch on at least, is uh, earlier this week, the band Napoleon. Uh, They hail from the UK. They announced that they will be calling it quits this year, doing one final tour in March. They will be starting in the UK and ending in the UK, but also playing a good chunk of Europe. They're hitting uh, Germany, Italy... Austria, the Czech Republic, a lot of spots in this March farewell tour for the band Napoleon. Unfortunately, I don't think they will be coming to the U.S., but a pretty sick progressive metalcore band. They've been around for eight years, done some great work. I was a pretty decent fan of their album that came out last year, which was called Epiphany. And... You know, they they make some great music, some great progressive metalcore, but unfortunately, this will be their last year as a band. So best of luck to those guys in their future endeavors. Pretty quick week in the news department. Just wanted to get all that out. Um, I know there was a couple things that happened uh that kind of slipped under my radar just want to make a passing mention i suppose to the fact that jason richardson has been announced as a permanent member of the band all that remains since the passing of their the very unfortunate and um kind of possibly uh curious passing of their guitarist ollie herbert and uh you know obviously that kind of Predates the show a little bit, but uh, Ollie, their guitarist, died last year in some mysterious circumstances, Um, but the band officially announced that Jason Richardson would be joining the band full-time after doing some touring. Um, You know, there are some mysterious circumstances surrounding Ollie's death, so I'm sure this won't be the last that we hear about that. Um, but Jason Richardson is filling his spot for the time being. It seems that Jason has been kind of everywhere lately, playing in a lot of different bands, recording his own material, but that is what he is up to, and that is what the band is up to as of late. So those are the big news stories that have come out this week. So the rest of the show, I know that this has been a very brief brief introduction, but the rest of the show I'm going to be doing some reviews, talking about the new Amorosa album, Peach Club, the new self-titled album from the band Outline in Color, and reviewing the new track from Periphery, Blood Eagle. So let's jump right in. First we'll do the new Periphery track, and then we'll do some Amorosa, and then we will finish with Outline and Color. This will be a pretty brief episode, but just want to kind of compact these episodes and get everything in as quickly as possible, because I know you got other things to do. So let's jump right on into it. I wanna begin by reviewing the new Periphery track, Blood Eagle, which I did mention at the beginning of the show, of course, Periphery, putting out that new album, Hail Stan, in April. This is the lead single from that LP, and oh my goodness, this track is an absolute banger. I mean, what better way to describe this track than banger? It is six minutes long, absolutely relentless unadulterated fury i can't get enough of this track it's probably like the most re-listenable six minute track ever um totally into it the entire time it keeps my attention an outstanding track um You know, it it gets me thinking because the the imagery, the album artwork is very dark. It's black and gray, and the album title is Hail Stan. Uh, I'm wondering if we're going to hear more of this on the new album. Periphery is a band that's known for these very uh, technical, progressive metalcore bits, Um, but this song while it has those technical elements, is much more centered on those dark, furious, throat-shredding vocals mixed with pounding drums and shrieking, shredding... God, guitar work, I am just so blown away by this track. I've always been a pretty big fan of Periphery's work, but this is probably my favorite song that they've ever released. It's hard kind of putting these thoughts into words because when I first heard the track, I was so blown away by it that I had to like take some time to try and process if there were even words to describe how I felt about this track. It's so good. It's so freaking heavy and just an absolute badass totally out of the blue uh song from the guys in periphery not that i would put it past them to do something even heavier on the rest of the album um but this is a great first taste of the record. Can't wait to hear the rest of it. So those are my very brief and kind of all over the place thoughts on the new Periphery song. I'm still coming to terms with how much I love it. It's just so, so good. It's like, I, I, I'm i not exactly sure how to put it all into words. Um, next is a little bit of a late edition. I don't think I mentioned it at the top of the show because it came out in the midst of me doing all my research and recording for this episode, but the band Kingdom of Giants released a new track which is called Bleach. Uh, they signed with Sharp Tone Records which is a pretty big uh, step for them. Their last album All the Hell That You've Got to Spare came out on Invogue Vogue Records a couple years ago. I was a huge fan of that record. It was one of my favorite Favorite records that came out that year, and uh, that was 2017, by the way. Just a great metalcore record. Um, Looking back into my notes, if I can try and find it, because I'm scrambling. It was my 25th favorite record of 2017, which. uh, you know, I, I hadn't listened to a lot of that band previously, so that was the first record I heard front to back of theirs, and I loved it a lot, um, but this new track over here, which again is called Bleach, uh, I was not a fan of, and you know, while I was excited to see that they put out a new song, I think as soon as I actually listened to the song, um, that excitement died almost immediately. Um, I am a little familiar with their back catalog, but I have to say that this is the most dull that I've ever heard from them. Uh, I don't think they've put out a song as uninspired and repetitive and uh, boring as this one. And I really, you know, I, I want to, before I kind of tear into it a little more, which, you know, rightfully so, but. I really do hope the rest of the album that they put out is good because, you know, they didn't announce any new album. They just put out this new track and announced their signing to Sharp Tone. Uh, They will have a new album out this year at some point. So I'm hoping that this track is like a one-off kind of thing. Um, either it doesn't make the album or it's just one of the songs on the album that doesn't really stick. Uh, so I do hope the rest of the album is good because like I said, I, I was a huge fan of their last album. But this one is very bored, very uninspired. This band is great at writing uh, cool breakdowns and strong riffs and great choruses. And all I'm hearing on this track uh, is pretty much a chorus. Like most of the track is done. Dominated by this repetitive chorus that isn't even that uh, good to begin with. It's not that strong of a chorus, but um, you know the guitar playing is uninspired. There's a breakdown that's just some chugging. It's just a very dull track. I wasn't um, I wasn't too into it uh, when it first started playing. I was like, you know, okay, the intro guitar riff was cool for a couple seconds, and then quickly I was just like. Where's the rest of it? Where's this going? You know, it just wasn't uh, really my cup of tea. So I'm hoping for something better on the rest of the album. But unfortunately, this was not a great first step for the band Kingdom of Giants with their new track, Bleach. Uh, So those are my thoughts on the two big singles That came out this past week. Um, I'm going to get into two album reviews now. Because I didn't have any uh, album reviews last week. Um at least not anything that came out last week, but this week we have two albums that are coming out that I want to review and I want to focus on because they're pretty big ones, Um, some albums that I've been looking forward to since the start of the year. The first one that I'm going to talk about is the new Amarosa album, Peach Club. Uh, Since the release of the lead single, Given Up, I have been really looking forward to this album. Um, I've been a big Emma Rosa fan for a pretty long time. Um, not really since the Johnny Craig era because I kind of didn't get into that end of... Uh, that end of Johnny Craig's career until a little while after I pretty much only listened to his Dance Gavin dance stuff for a little while. And then I found the Amorosa stuff. So I've always been a bigger fan of Bradley in Amorosa. Uh, Versus is a great record. My favorite record of theirs uh, is the 131 record that came out two years ago. Um, that record has a lot of great tracks, so I was really excited for this new one. Given Up was a super great lead single. They have released three singles before the official release of this album, and it is actually the first three tracks on the album, Given Up, Don't Cry, and Cautious. So we got a little bit of all the different... Um, a little bit of all the different influences on the album through those three tracks i think they all help to cover the bases of what this album sounds like Given up is a very up tempo um you know i don't want to say aggressive but like a very all-encompassing song it's huge it's Funky. It makes you want to dance. It makes you want to get up and move around. It's a super strong track, very memorable. Um, love the chorus on this one. It's great. And the next single, Don't Cry, is a little bit more of a quiet, ballad-esque song kind of touches on some more mellow instrumentation, a little more synth-inspired stuff as opposed to guitars and horns and bass and all that stuff, so a little bit more of a mellow track in Don't Cry, and then the song Cautious was kind of in the middle of those two. There's some 80s synth and pop rock kind of stuff going on, which was really cool, reminded me a lot of a song that you'd hear from the 1975, maybe even some Michael Jackson influence in there, so these three tracks kind of like I said touch on everything or most of everything that you're going to hear on the rest of the record so when I went in to actually listen um, I was expecting to hear you know a good amalgam of these sounds and by and large that is what you get but I will say the one thing that I have to make note of after listening to the entire record is that this record is a Tale of Two Halves. So the first half of this record, which I would say um, the first like five, five tracks are great, kind of up-tempo, uh, mostly up-tempo I would say actually, um, very instrumentally dense, lots of horns, synths, great bass playing, great guitar playing, um, a good mix of all those elements going on. The first five tracks are really strong, and then the second half tracks 6 through 11 are a lot more subdued a lot more mellow and at times uh even a lot more dull than the first half the second half features these songs that are a little bit more um ba- like a balladesque i would say they're they're closer to being ballads they're very um they focus on the vocals a lot and bradley's vocals are a huge Uh, center piece of this record because you know his vocals are great and they fit what's going on over the instruments but a lot of times on the second half it feels like the instruments are a little too subdued because we heard on the first half how great his vocals can work in conjunction with those instrumentals on the second half it kind of feels like you know Where his vocals do really well, the instruments kind of take a back seat, and that's a little disappointing. Um, I will say that the tracks Hell of It and IW2DYWY, it stands for I Want to Die With You, I can't read letters and numbers and stuff, (laughs) but the tracks Hell of It and I Want to Die With You are my favorite tracks on this second half of the record. Um, What makes Hell of It not great to me is that the chorus isn't so drawn out it just like shows up and it's just Bradley singing I did it for the hell of it hell of it a few times um but the the cool thing about this track is the instrumentals they're very abrasive they're they're almost like primal they're you know very um dense and heavy compared to the rest of the tracks and I like that except you know it just kind of is there and then it's gone. And while I want to appreciate this track more, it just feels like uh, the vocals and the song structure kind of bring it back a little bit. And the same thing is kind of true of that song, I Want to Die With You. The uh, clash between the chorus, which is a bit more of a 90s alternative rock inspired thing with like the uh, minimalist kind of, sultry lush vocals and uh, minimalist instrumentation in the verses it's an interesting dynamic and it largely works out but I just think that You know, much like a lot of these tracks on the second half, it's a bit too subdued. I wish we were getting more energy. You know, I'm not asking every track on this album to sound like giving up. I want to hear some ballads, I want to hear some slow jams, but there's way too much of a distinct difference between the first half of the record and the second half of the record. So, overall, I love the first half of the record more than I'm disappointed by the second half of the record. The highs are really high, but the lows are also worth making note of because it's a little disappointing to have such an enthralling, wonderful experience on the first half and then just kind of get brought down on the second half by some questionable choices artistically. It's a little disappointing that the band did such a great job fusing those instrumentals and vocals on the first half and then just kind of let the instrumentals take a backseat on the second half. Uh, The last thing that I will say about this record is that the closing track Wait, Stay is not really the closer that I was looking for on this album. It is just kind of there it doesn't feel like a natural closer to this album in fact i liked the song i want to die with you as a closer better than the actual closer i feel like you could have taken the song wait stay and put it in the middle of the track listing and it would have achieved just as much as it does as a closer it's unfortunate because you know this track is pretty is pretty dull, and, and I'm not a huge fan of it, but the track before it, I liked so much, and it felt like much more of a natural closer, and then we just get this song kind of tossed in at the end. So, those are my major gripes, is that it feels like the second half of this record was a little phoned in, whereas the first record was on point. Very few dull moments, very few moments where I wanted to skip and move on. I was super excited for this record, and I got exactly what I wanted out of the first few songs, and then I was a little disappointed by the second half. Overall, I give this record an 8 out of 10, um, because like I said, I like that first half way more than I dislike the second half. And, you know, make no mistake, the second half, those songs that are slower are still decent or good songs, but it's not really what I was expecting. It wasn't really what I was hoping for, and it doesn't feel like a natural progression from the first half of the record. So while I did like this one, and while I would give it a positive review, I just wanted to get those thoughts out and kind of explain where my gripes were on the second half. Maybe you'll feel the same way. Maybe you won't. Um, But before we close the show out, I want to get into one last review, and that is of the new album from the band Outline & Color. The album is self-titled. This is the band's fourth studio album. Their last one, Struggle, came out in 2016. Uh, This band hails from Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, going into this album, I was pretty familiar with their work. I'd listened to them quite a bit. I was actually a big fan of their last album, Struggle, uh, so I was anticipating this one pretty highly once I heard that it was, in fact, coming out. So, I gave it a listen, and I jotted down my thoughts, and I put them all together, and overall, I think the big thing to take away from this album is that while a lot of these songs uh, can be kind of generic instrumentally and structurally, this is overall a really solid record. I think the Best points, the highest points of this record come when the band takes risks. I think especially in the second half of the record, there are a lot of really cool risks that that work out really well for them. Um, I'm thinking specifically of the tracks Dust, Absence of Control, Smother Me, Barely Human, Um, just a couple tracks that I think the band went in a slightly different direction than the more generic tracks on this album, which those first couple tracks, actually the the first three tracks, Not Enough, Killing Season, and Vulture, struck me as good tracks, uh, listenable tracks, but not really memorable, kind of generic, kind of predictable, a little subdued, but After those three tracks, the band kind of steps it up, and even the tracks that are uh, even more on the generic side are, you know, pulled off really well. I liked the song Broken Record. That was a single. It's a fairly... I, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to call all these songs generic because not all of them are. But Broken Record is a pretty generic song in terms of, you know, the instrumentation and the vocal work. But I think what helps it really stick out is the breakdown. There's a really cool breakdown in there. The chorus is very catchy, very sticky, easy to remember chorus. But the tracks that work the best for me are the ones that they come out of the gate firing. They'll really Heavy ones where they just jump right into your face. Tracks like Smother Me, um, A Living Nightmare. You know, th- these are tracks that kind of stray from that very generic. Um, verse chorus verse breakdown type of thing and so that's where the record works the best for me um, I did want to mention the track The Stakes which is the second to last track on the album now this one I think is an example of where I can give this record credit for taking a risk, there is a feature on this song from a rapper by the name of Kyle Lucas. I'm not familiar with him. Um, I did a little bit of research. I think he's on "Stay Sick," which is Franz from Attila's record label. Um, not too sure about that, but he's a rapper and he has a feature on this song. And it's pretty bizarre. It doesn't really work in the context of the song. I do like that while he. Wrapping there are these really tight drums and thumping bass below it so that's an example of a risk that while I don't think it paid off for them I at least appreciate the fact that they were willing to do something out of the box a little more uncomfortable sure it doesn't work out but it shows that they weren't going for the same mentality across these 12 tracks the closing track dissolve is a great track it incorporates all of the elements that you hear on this record you know some of the fat heavier parts, some of these smoother, more ballad-esque parts, and some of those, you know, kind of generic post-hardcore sounds, so it was a great closing track to hear. I think, all in all, this is a great record, I enjoy it quite a bit, a lot of these tracks have replay value, some of them don't, but, you know, it's not like these tracks are hit and miss, even the ones that are a little more on the generic side, a little more on the, um forgettable side are still listenable tracks like i said you know i i don't know what else to say i liked the record i liked that the band um you know has this interesting dynamic between the sung vocals and the screamed vocals the sung vocals are very well done the screamed vocals are very well done um the lyrics on this thing are not at all standard fare which was nice to hear because a lot of the generic post hardcore Bands that go for this sound end up writing, you know, pretty similar songs lyrically, and the lyrics are kind of dull. This record, you know, the lyrics incorporate some metaphors and some different word choices, which I always appreciate. Um, so yeah, this was a great record. I thought of it pretty highly, you know, very few flaws, very few um, moments that I felt like could have been done better as opposed to differently. So uh, those are my thoughts on the new Outline and Color self-titled record. Pretty great record. I would recommend this one as well as the new Amarosa album. And that wraps up all the news and reviews for this week That is all that I have on schedule. I will see you next week with another episode of the Mosh Talk podcast. Be sure to share it with your friends. Check out my YouTube channel. Do those things that you do on the social media. Follow me on Twitter at MoshXLife and on Instagram also at MoshXLife. Uh, Thank you for listening as always. Appreciate it. Enjoy your day. Farewell.